Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter four of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before I get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please give us knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and the wisdom to implement it in our daily lives. Lord, please open up our eyes to see the truth of your words. Help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading where we left off at verse 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed. Only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built, in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Alright, so those are all the verses that I'm going to read in part 2 of Luke chapter 4, but I'm going to discuss all these verses with you guys here. So in verses 14 through 15, people had heard about the Christ, Jesus, coming to save them, and they praised him, and they were so thankful for him. In verses 18 through 19, the verses that Jesus read here were from Isaiah 61 verses 1 through 2. Then in verse 21, when Jesus says, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, Isaiah wrote about Jesus. And the time that he wrote about was that time. So he said that the scripture is fulfilled today. 
because Jesus was there to do all of the things. He was the anointed one, and he was full of the Lord's spirit, and he was there to preach the good news to the poor, and recover the sight of the blind, and release the oppressed, and all of that, and that was the year of the Lord's favor. Oh, hey friend! Sorry to interrupt this episode, but I just wanted to remind you guys that Christ Transforms Me, my 90-day journal, is available for purchase on Amazon. And until further notice, all of the money that I receive from the purchases of that journal will be donated for the disaster relief of the people that were affected by the tornadoes that hit in my hometown in Kentucky. To learn more about the journal or to purchase one, go to www.faithfuelsmyfire.com journal. Now let's get back to this episode. In verse 22, at first they were so amazed at his gracious words, but then they started to resent him because he was Joseph's son and they were so familiar with him. That was his hometown that he was raised up in and... They resented that someone that was so familiar to them could speak with such grace like he did. And verses 23 through 27, Jesus knew that these people were wanting him to prove his claims with miraculous signs and perform these miracles like he did in Capernaum. And he said in verse 24 that no prophet is accepted in his hometown because it's easier for the people in Nazareth to reject him or doubt him because... They were so familiar with him. These people had seen him grow up from a boy to a man and they knew his mother and father and all of that. So it was easier for them to doubt him than people that had just met him and saw these miraculous signs or heard that he was the Christ. And Jesus pointed out in verses 25 through 27 that it doesn't matter if he was in his hometown or not to God, that he's not just going to perform a miraculous sign or do things because he's in his hometown. And he used examples of Elijah the prophet and Elisha the prophet. Jesus was fully submitted to the will of God the Father, and he was full of the Holy Spirit, and he wasn't just going to do things to prove himself to these people or perform these signs because they wanted him to. In verses 28 through 30, these people were furious that Jesus wouldn't prove himself or do any favors for them, so they wanted to throw him down to the cliff and ultimately kill him. And in verse 30, he just miraculously escaped. At one second, they had drove him out of town and took him to the hill and were going to throw him down and then he just walked right through the crowd miraculously and they had been wanting a miraculous sign and there they had it. He just miraculously disappeared and walked right through the crowd. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. The first takeaway is Jesus came to save the world. We are all sinners and we all fall so short from the glory of God. And all of the laws back from the Old Testament, the people of Israel couldn't follow them. And they couldn't even follow the ten laws and then brought down to three. They couldn't follow. But God loves us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. The second takeaway is... Jesus doesn't have to prove himself to anyone. Just like the people in his hometown in Nazareth wanted him to perform a miraculous sign and prove himself to them. And he didn't have to do that. 
He was fully man and fully God and fully submitted to the will of God the Father and only did what God the Father wanted him to do and what he was led to do by the Holy Spirit. The third takeaway is Jesus was protected until the time of his crucifixion. So the people of Nazareth wanted to throw him down the cliff and kill him and he was protected. He just walked right through the crowd. And there were also other times in our Bible studies in the book of John, and we'll see further in Luke, where people wanted to kill Jesus, but he was protected because it wasn't his time yet. He was on a mission to save the world, and him being crucified and dying on the cross was necessary to forgive us of our sins. So that concludes this Bible study on part two of chapter four of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into part three, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!